Welcome to the podcast of tomorrow. I don't think I'm ever going to get comfortable saying it enthusiastically, <laughs> but it's fine. We're a Futurama podcast. I am Lindsay Wilson. Today, we're going to be talking about season one, episode three, I Roommate. But before that, I'd like to introduce my co-host, Alex Coons. Alex, how are you? Hello, I'm good. Do you think we could get that voice actor? Or do you think that's like a primary cast member? <laughs> I absolutely do. <laughs> Maybe maybe like a cameo. Like I'm sure even if it is a primary cast member, we could we get a cameo from one of them and ask them to introduce our podcast. That's smart. We can ask them if they think that that is an acceptable use of it. I bet they would do it. I wonder. Do you think it's just like Billy West or something? And he's like, "Are you kidding me? Of course I'm not yeah. doing that." Yeah, we'll have to we'll have to look <laughs> it up. I think uh, I like starting all these shows by me being very like celebrity thirsty of like let's <laughs> let's devote 500 hours to get Hugh Jackman or like let's get the real voice of the dude on the podcast. I bet we could get Jeremy to do it. He would commit. <laughs> I'm just yeah, not you're committing right. enough to the bit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's never an issue with Jeremy. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the podcast of tomorrow. <laughs> I simply can't do it. Anyway, what's new? How have you been? I've been good. Yeah, nothing much is new. I'm moving to a new apartment this coming weekend. So that's been just like mm. a low level of stress across my mm-hmm. life that I like continue to put off. <laughs> moving truly a nightmare. Yeah. Relevant to this episode of moving to a new apartment. True. That's right. Good call. It's all it's all coming together. Yeah. Yeah. Since last time, we have a proper podcast feed. If anyone listening to the Simpsons in and out feed could please go subscribe to the podcast of tomorrow feed, that would help us out a lot. I think as of this time, we are officially live on pretty much every podcatcher. I think. Yeah, we'll we'll keep playing around with it. If if you can't find us on your podcatcher of choice, let us know, and I'm sure we can find a way to do that. Yeah, any ratings, reviews, all that kind of stuff early on, I'm sure is very helpful to get us at least like into the the search indexes and get us showing yeah. up a little bit sooner. Yes, as people may recall from last time, we had been in existence for like over a year and you couldn't actually find us on Apple Podcasts. We're searchable now, though. If you search the Simpsons podcast, we come up, which is very exciting. Oh, my God. Oh, incredible. I wonder if that's just because we posted some stuff lately. Who knows? We were posting stuff so much back then. I I think I saw I I Googled Futurama podcast to see our competition and I saw Simpsons then and now come up like way down in the in the list. So that's so weird. I guess I guess iTunes figured it out. Yeah, well, yes, it would help us out a lot if you would go check that out, rate, review, subscribe at the very least. Subscribing helps us a lot. And tell your friends. Yeah, you found great opening music. We didn't get Will <laughs> from fine. America this time, but we got good <laughs> good stock music. And then I reached out to my buddy Ralph from the Darmalars to do our logo, which I thought was like incredible. It looks so good. Yeah, so we'll like post a link to Ralph's Twitter or something if you are ever looking for logo work. But But yeah, I was super, super happy with our logo. Mm-hmm. It looks amazing. And yeah, so it's all coming together. We have a Twitter feed. We have an email address. Uh, Twitter, I think, is at pod of tomorrow. Yes, I, you've caught me once again very unprepared for this. Yeah, it's the uh, wrong time. Normally we do plugs at the end. No, but we should do it at the start here since it's since it's brand new. Yeah, Gmail is pod of tomorrow at gmail.com. And did we get the same Twitter? That would make a lot of sense, wouldn't it? At pod of tomorrow. I think we have consistent yeah. branding this wow. time. So many lessons learned. You can, of course, still reach us at our old Simpsons stuff, but uh, yeah, trying to use that new branding. So episode three, I roommate, what'd you think? I thought it was overall less funny than 
certainly last week's episode, and the pilot is like such its own thing that it's a bit hard to compare to, but I thought it was a very necessary episode to kind of get you on board with Bender in more of a real way. I guess Bender had a big role to play in the pilot, but you're just getting your bearings so much in the pilot that none of that seems very real. And I think that if they delayed working on the Fry-Bender relationship, showing that Bender is someone who is caring and has feelings and has, you know, has this sweet spot and all that kind of stuff. If they delayed that past the first season or past these first couple episodes, I feel like he could grow sour pretty quickly. And so I'm very glad that they did this episode very early on. I think that's right. I think he could easily be a bit of a caricature, but they very quickly decide they're going to show that this isn't something that happens to him all the time where he doesn't necessarily have feelings a lot and he's never been friends with a human before and now he and Fry have this special thing and I think this episode does a lot to set up that relationship where we get in episode one that they're hanging out and there's definitely something there, but this episode really shows us where Bender's just valuing Fry so much. And yeah. The second he feels even slightly abandoned, he has a total breakdown, and it has only been a month. So yeah, and I I love this stuff where they are also just instantly bond. Like Fry is watching mm-hmm. TV, and Bender walks in, and it's like they're just immediately comfortable with each other, totally mm-hmm. on the same wavelength, instant friends. I really, I really love that. Yeah, me too. So why don't we get into it? The episode opens with they're having a meeting at the Planet Express office and Fry is just sleeping on the table and is clearly living there and is still late for work. Yeah, doing all sorts of things. He is eating horrifying cereal, the bachelor chow, which is like, (laughs) uh, he puts it underwater and it turns into like this big mush, which was kind of (laughs) horrifying. Yeah, it comes in this big dog food bag. You just add water <laughs> to it, and it seems to grow. It's kind of yeah. in a dog dish, also. Yeah, the uh, we see a commercial for it later, and it says like "now with flavor," which which is <laughs> funny that it was originally flavorless. It is funny because again, this is 1999, and I think it speaks to the we are going to get into big Soylent energy oh in the God. years to come, yeah. where especially I think young men are doing a lot of oh, I only need to subsist, like I don't need anything beyond sustenance. This is just fueling me let's make it as gross as possible that's that's like exactly my demographic of like man who doesn't (laughs) want to cook or doesn't care about food but somehow i've ignored it for this entire time i support that very much for you i don't i don't think you need to get into that (laughs) yeah i don't either but i also think that it is like even increased uh, maybe it's a a stinginess thing of like oh i don't want to like buy Mm. packets of soylent like uh, like i can go to the grocery store and handle that i don't want to have to like go on amazon all the time and and order my <laughs> my packets of Soylent. When I first started working at this company back in 2016, there were several of the tech people, the developers on our team, that were very into Soylent. And Soylent I was bros. very, yeah, exactly. And I was very <laughs> dismissive of this and made fun of them a lot for it. And they were so smug about it and were always just like, oh, it's got all of the nutrients it needs and I don't have to waste time cooking. And then boy, was I a smug asshole when Health Canada declared it wasn't legally a food. Oh my God, it's not <laughs> legally a food. That's like the Subway bread not being legally a bread. <laughs> Yes, exactly. (laughs) They decided it was not an actual food. So I took a lot of joy in that and told them so. I wonder if the US ever got on board with that or if we're like, yeah, it's it's a food by our standards. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, different standards, yeah. yeah. But anyway, yeah, so Fry's behavior is attracting owls. <laughs> yes. tired of cleaning the owl traps. <laughs> Very angry who goes off when one gets stuck in the trap. Yes, exactly. So there's also the point where they say that the 
I think Hermes says something like this shocking graph indicates that our water usage has gone up over the last month and Fry's been living here for a month. So I'm appointing him as head of the committee to figure out who's doing this. Bad data visualization by by Hermes mm. here where the graph, uh, the y-axis is like 10 times as big as it needs to be. He really needs uh, yes. to work on that. He's really undermining his point or he's trying to show how <laughs> shocking this graph is, but it still seems like very low levels of usage. <laughs> yeah. What else is Fry doing? Fry is drying his hair with the spaceship, which Leela says mm-hmm. is like giving him radiation. Mm-hmm. And it's messed up the calibration of the engines or something. And he says, yeah. when you look this good, you don't have to know anything. <laughs> so... The rest of the crew goes to talk to the professor, and they're like, oh, Fry's a nightmare. We need to get rid of him. And the professor very initially says, oh, he's fine. Don't worry about it. But then he starts looking for this old sarcophagus and discovers that Fry thought it was beef jerky. And one of my favorite lines of this episode is, I was going to eat that mummy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I feel like that's a common Farnsworth thing of like, of I don't even know how to describe that joke, but turning it around where like Fry does something mm-hmm. gross or something gross happens and Farnsworth is like okay with it. Yeah, subverting your expectations somewhat. Yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah. So they decide to get rid of Fry because now everyone is on board. And initially, Bender is also part of it. But as you mentioned, he just sits down on the couch and is like, ooh, I'm going to watch all my circuits as well. And this show is going to be a feature pretty much throughout the entire series. Yeah, I wanted to ask you if you thought the Calcutron, is that is that the name of the robot? Calculon. Calculon. Is he Futurama's Troy McClure? Ooh, absolutely, yes. 100%. I am willing to commit to that instantly. Yeah, very over the top. He's in essentially a soap opera here of, what, what's it called? Uh, all My Circuits? All My Circuits, yep. Yeah, he's in All My Circuits. He's very over the top. I don't know. I, I guess we'll have to see if he ever is in like movies or TV ads or something, but instant Troy McClure energy. Yes, and we get lots of Calculon over the course of the series. I was thinking about this earlier. I feel like we're probably going to stick to the original run of the show because I don't want us to get into the point of getting so that we hate watching it. Yeah, the <laughs> the now even... of Futurama then and now. <laughs> yes, exactly. And I think maybe he has a bigger role in the reboot, but definitely he is quite present throughout these <sighs> early seasons. We're so different, Lindsay, because I'm so intrigued by... I, I, of course, hate-watched all of the new <laughs> Simpsons, and it was a horrible experience, but I'm so intrigued by the possibility. And, like, you know, I, mm-hmm. I do love watching the actual good shows and the things that I've seen a thousand times. I do love doing that, but I, I was never that bothered by, let's watch this horrible episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, we can start <laughs> it and see how it goes. We'll see I, how we feel yeah, when we get there. Yeah, yeah, We've yeah. got to wait. It's, a, co- it's but- a couple years out. Yes, I do love Calculon's delivery on everything where you get things like he buys a ring for his fiance and she goes, well, that means you know that I'm metric. Yes, but I'm willing to convert. (laughs) That was really good. I loved him (laughs) drilling the ring onto her finger. Yes, so good. Yeah. So they decide to tell Fry that it's time to go and Leela saying, you know, Fry, sometimes in close quarters, you can be inconsiderate without realizing it. And he's like, I know, but I forgive you. (laughs) Yeah, tough to see how this relationship is going to develop where Fry is giving off very, yeah, soilent bro energy Mm -hmm. of like uh, just a bachelor man who's like pretty disgusting. Yes, exactly. And so they kick him out. They just drag the couch out of there and say, we'll bill you for the couch. And Fry's pretty sad that this happened or he didn't realize he was being such a jerk. Yeah. Why why do you say that? What does what does he say? Do you do you know specifically? I think his exact words are something like, oh, I must have been such a jerk or something. And it's like, everybody's a jerk. You're a jerk. I'm a jerk. This guy's a jerk. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so they say that, I guess we get get a brief introduction here where Bender's drinking a lot and we get introduced to the idea that he has to do this to keep himself running properly. 
yes, we see, what does he have? He has like a five o'clock rust later in the episode, which I thought mm-hmm. was very funny. But yeah, it's, uh, yes. it's in a in a stupor by being sober later. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he needs this to keep his chemical inputs going or something, but the cigars just make him look cool. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And so Fry's trying to think of somewhere to live, and he says, do refrigerators still come in boxes? And Bender's like, yeah, but the rents are outrageous. Why don't you come yeah. live with me? Yeah, Bender's tiny apartment, just uh, like a one foot by one foot closet, basically. Bender snores hor- horribly in the middle of the night. And the the line that I really like, Fry's asking where the bathroom is. And mm-hmm. Bender says, bath what? What room? What what? <laughs> Yes. <laughs> yes, that was the one that I remembered really enjoying even back in my teen years. So yeah. <laughs> definitely holds up. And so they go into work a few days later and Fry's neck is all messed up because he <laughs> they got carpet or something and now he's like smushed against the ceiling. It's really yeah. not working for them and Leela is convinced that they need to find a new space. Lindsay, what was your worst apartment ever? So my very first apartment, I lived with three roommates and it was not in a great part of town. So there was a guy who regularly spent a lot of time in our foyer. And we were like, well, it's Ottawa and it's freezing here. You, of course, we're not going to tell you to go live on the streets, sir. But then I came home one day and he was peeing in the corner of the foyer. And that was kind yeah. of a bummer. It was also very slanted. So you would put some, like we spilled something. <laughs> we spilled tea one time and it just went racing down the hall. Yeah. <laughs> Super slanted. The apartment, uh, I think it was furnished also. The furniture was really quite crappy. Yeah. That was probably the worst one. We have pretty slanted apartment buildings here in New York, too. Our My bed is, like, a little bit unhinged, where uh, to, mm-hmm. like, try to make my bed flat, like, one foot of the bed has, like, legit six inches of books underneath it, and the other end <laughs> is on the ground. <laughs> yeah, one time I got the idea in that apartment that I was going to flip my bed around and put it against a different wall, and I remember lying there being like, I legitimately think the blood is rushing to my head. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So the whole time I lived there, I slept kind of with my head like in the middle of the room and my feet pointing. <laughs> oh my god! So I was sleeping kind of backwards on this bed, but yeah. it's fine. <laughs> it's all a construct anyway. Yeah. <laughs> what what is a construct? <laughs> oh, got it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Feng shui is a construct. Okay. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, so. They start looking for a space, and initially they go to this underwater apartment where there's a giant octopus thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I liked the. I really liked the landlord at that apartment. Uh, one, he said, "If you like dank, forget about it." Uh, <laughs> the forget best about apartment. it. Yeah, yeah. And he's like, "I gotta go change a light bulb," and takes this knife in his teeth to go attack yeah. the sea monster. I mean, honestly, yeah. it really does feel like New York City landlords, where it's like one, they are going to sell you an absolute piece of crap of like you're going to be living in some some apartment that is not livable but also like Mm -hmm. if they need to fight off a monster from their property they will probably do it yes (laughs) (laughs) yeah the next place they go to what's this a play on this is mc escher right the uh yes yeah right yes escher exactly yeah there was a guy i worked with when i volunteered at a community theater he made a set one time that someone didn't super understand where he for some reason thought that he should put beams just hanging from like hanging down in the set to sort of evoke rafters. Okay. And so we had an adjudication this one night and the adjudicator was like, I don't super understand why you've done this. They're a bit distracting. And this guy got super defensive and probably five separate times went, well, it's a bit Escher-esque. That's what I was going for. It was something Escher-esque. And I was like, could you be more pretentious about this? Like, just take the feedback. It's fine. Yeah, yeah. You don't need to call something Escher-esque. 
Escher-esque. You just don't also, get it. Yeah. Escher is like a little bit basic. I feel like Escher is like what you see in like a pediatrician's <laughs> office, like on the wall of, you know, the hand yeah. drawing itself or whatever. Yes, exactly. And, and in this case, they say they don't want to pay for a dimension that they're not going to use all these staircases to nowhere. <laughs> yes. M.C. Escher, Martris Cornelius Escher. Who knew? Hmm. Who knew? Not me. Cornelius. Leela really likes this place. Apparently, she's an Escher guy. Okay. Yeah. And then the next apartment they go to is highlighted as suspiciously fantastic. And it's really great. But then they say it is technically in New Jersey. And Fry's like, ugh, not one place even remotely livable. <laughs> yeah, a, an easy dunk on New Jersey, but we'll, mm-hmm. we'll take it. Yes, you're a New York guy. Would you ever consider doing the commute from New Jersey? Honestly, no. I think like... <laughs> <laughs> not even it's, remotely livable. The, the thing is that it's just like if you're... If you're living outside of the city, and I suppose I live in Brooklyn, so I'm like outside of the city proper, it's like the exact same thing as Jersey. But it's like, you might as well live anywhere if you're in, like, I, I don't know. It's stupid. I should I should live in. I should live in Jersey. Yeah, you're fine. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> is, there a, is there a Jersey of Canada? I mean, not off the top of my head. When you're living in Ottawa, there's a bit of a thing where people are like, ooh, you like... So if you go across the bridge, you are technically in quebec but it's still considered the national capital region and i do Mm -hmm. feel like there's a little bit of people being snooty but like oh you live on the quebec side but the rents are much cheaper over there on the quebec side Mm. plus daycare very affordable i see and is this so i i my understanding of quebec is quebec city is very like nice and like Mm -hmm. fancy and i have not heard of like ottawa being like oh it's the capital like you want to you want to be there in the capital but is this this is the Quebec side of Ottawa is not Quebec City fancy. It's not Quebec City fancy. I really like Ottawa. It is very, pretty much everybody who works, it'd be kind of like, I mean, obviously it's nothing like DC. Who am I kidding? But it's all government people. Everyone (laughs) there is like in yoga pants and it's like tons of people with their kids. Like it's very, like (laughs) it's not an exciting place to live, but it is quite nice. Yeah. Okay. Pro, Pro Ottawa. Yeah, it's fine. But yeah, there's definitely things like, oh, you live on the Quebec side. It was very exciting when people were teens because you could go across the way and drink one year earlier because in Quebec, the drinking age is 18. Wow. Interesting. Is that a French thing? I don't know. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> there are a couple of provinces here. I think in Alberta, it's 18 as well. And then oh. everywhere else, it's 19. Interesting. So anyway, they're pretty much losing hope about finding a place to live. And (laughs) this is one of the lines also that has, I still reference this quite frequently where the professor's on the phone and he's like, oh God, like, is he all right? To shreds, you say. (laughs) How's his wife doing? To shreds, you say. To shreds, you say. (laughs) Yeah, really good. Yep. Yep. So I like to to bust that out now and again. I'm like, how's she doing? (laughs) To shreds, you say. (laughs) This is so good. I have so many uh, Simpsons lines in my back pocket, but I really don't have any quotable Futurama lines, so I can I can mm. start accruing these. Yes, I've got lots. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So they decide to go check out his place because it was rent controlled, and there's all kinds of stuff in there. And we meet the landlady who says what you call it a lot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We get a little montage with the, the odd couple music of Fry mm-hmm. and Bender living together, but... They are, unlike unlike the odd couple, they're like totally in sync. They're like making a mess together. There's like a very fancy chair that they decide to put in a trash bag and like Bender stomps on and it makes a beanbag chair. So yes. they're <laughs> totally compatible. Yes, and they make it into a total sty and they love it. So yeah. 
then they have a housewarming party and everyone comes over to watch all my circuits together. But every time they turn the TV on when Bender's in the room, it's super staticky. But every time he leaves the room, it starts working again. And it is not a coincidence. Yes, this uh, this made me very nostalgic for viewing parties. I suppose I do. Mm. There's like survivor viewing parties at bars these days. But like going over to someone's house and watching a TV show. I haven't done that since like maybe Game of Thrones five years ago. The last time I can think of is watching uh, specifically the whatever the one where they're like defending Winterfell Battle of Winterfell I don't know yeah that episode I watched with people but I think that's probably the last time yeah you you guys decided at that point to maybe not uh, get so excited about the show anymore well uh, yeah and I mean that night I think we'd been invited over for dinner and then it was like well you're as long as you're here yeah <laughs> but if someone comes to my house periodically sometimes people will be like should we watch a movie and I'm like what no of course we shouldn't he watches movies <laughs> All right, well, if I ever visit you guys, we'll have to watch a Futurama or Simpsons. Uh, yes, totally fine to watch a TV show. If someone wants to watch a movie, though, like, ugh. All right, well, RIP <laughs> to the Hugh Jackman podcast. I mean, I would, I was never getting Lindsay to watch a 100-minute a thing for this show. <laughs> I'll watch X-Men. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. yes, so they discover that it's Bender's antenna that is the problem here, and... He says, like, oh, it can't possibly be that. And they're like, well, you have a satellite dish now. That's the problem. And so they basically have this thing where they're like, well, Bender, you can just go back to your old place. And Fry's just going to stay here. And Bender's very sad about this. Yeah, I love the the snippets of all my circuits that you get to hear mm-hmm. as the TV is going like in and out. Uh, apparently, Calculon dies, and mm-hmm. someone is, is asking, mind if I give the eulogy? And it turns out to be Calculon, and he's back. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, another great moment where they say, if anyone objects or whatever, and then you get his evil brother or whatever going like, beep, beep, beep. <laughs> like, what is objecting that? or backing up? What is that thing? I don't know. It's another robot. <laughs> yeah, just a big, it's kind of like Crushinator from last last episode. <laughs> True, yeah. And it's also good, too, because he's like, I'll tell you my terrible secret. And then the TV goes out and he's like, comes back and he's like, to reiterate, my terrible secret is. <laughs> yeah, kind of vibes of in The Simpsons unplugging the itchy and scratchy in order to plug in like the yeah. rock tumbler or whatever. Plug it in, plug it in. Which one? Yes. <laughs> yeah, the rock tumbler or the TV? The TV, yeah. the TV. Yes. <laughs> So basically, Fry decides he doesn't want to go, and Bender's like, all right, I guess I'll go. But then Leela sees that Bender is very specifically not drinking, and he looks terrible. I wrote down, while I do appreciate Bender, like this episode being dedicated to Fry and Bender and showing that Bender has feelings and isn't just like this brute, you know, drinking, belching robot. I feel like there are some lines that are like very sincerely perpetuating like toxic masculinity of like oh, yeah. guys don't guys don't have feelings. Like Fry basically like Bender's great in this episode and the Bender and Fry relationship is great in this episode, but Fry is like I'm just a slobby guy. I don't have feelings like which I which I thought was annoying. Yeah, no, totally. I agree with that completely. Where even in this scene, Leela says, you can't do this. He's sad about it. And he's like, oh, Bender doesn't have feelings. He's a robot. And he's like, or I guess he says, Bender's not a guy. He's a robot. And Fry says, that's the same thing. Yeah, and then I there's a- down, guys don't have feelings, which must have been the, mm-hmm. that, the quote from that that exact scene. Yeah. And there's lots of stuff here about like, oh, what if you cut off your antenna? It's like, oh, I'd be less of a man. Yeah. <laughs> you must I- not understand. Yeah, that stuff, I mean, it was just like such obvious dick jokes that I mm-hmm. I felt for those that was just jokes that didn't land rather than like character flaws that were annoying. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, agreed. So yes, yeah, so basically that's one of the ideas they have is that they could get rid of the antenna and then they could still live together. Bender refuses because he would 
it would hurt his manhood or whatever. And so he just goes off on a sobriety bender, for want of a better word. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I love the line that Leela's saying, like, oh, come on, uh, do it for the people who love you. And Bender says, I hate the people who love me and they hate me. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. If not for yourself, then for the people who love you. Yeah. Yeah. And I did like this montage, too, where he's just walking around town. And and we get this quite often in The Simpsons, even when I think it's like the soulmate one where Homer's walking around and sees all those signs. Oh, yes. kissing fish and then one eats the other one he's seeing all these super boring things because he's sober so there's like a thing a sign that says boring geology lecture there's one that just says water fountain <laughs> yeah the public library yeah yeah yes exactly that's so. funny i thought of um boys in the hood with barton millhouse going on the like mm. slushy bender and same True. same exact kind of scene of them like very dizzily going through all of these signs mm-hmm. yes so Leela goes to confront Fry. She says, I can't be silent anymore. He says, silent? You've been meddling for two straight weeks. <laughs> and she acknowledges it. She's like, yeah, okay. <laughs> but I can't do that anymore. Yeah. yeah. So she tries to convince Fry to figure out something with Bender. And at that moment, Bender comes in and he's got like, I don't know, what do we want to call those? Like shears or something? Uh, Yeah, I guess shears. Yeah, Or like yeah. iron shears. I don't know. <laughs> shears that cut yeah. through iron and not, not leaves. <laughs> leaves yeah exactly and so he says i don't know what i might do and he's holding up these shears and fry goes cutting leela's head off won't solve anything (laughs) yeah bender's a great friend to fry and fry i i did find this funny as opposed to like the things about fry that bug me in this episode but i i liked how kind of oblivious fry is to like the turmoil that bender is going through where he's Mm -hmm. just like yeah cut cut it off and he's like Mm -hmm. has this huge grin on his face as bender's like i'm gonna do it he's just smiling happily just like yeah great sounds great then we can live together it'll be good yeah (laughs) yeah so and he also says to leela why would it matter it's just a useless antenna it's not like he's a ham radio or something (laughs) yeah very cruel yeah yeah so he cuts it off and he's very sad and what happens after that i guess he cuts off the antenna and then says like oh this is how badly i wanted to live with you and fry is like all right let's figure out a way basically because they see a reconciliation scene between calculon and the human (laughs) yes and they yeah they go down and decide to look for the antenna and and find it and reattach it yes so he gets it reattached and then they decide they're gonna go live in bender's apartment and it's gonna be fine and fry's just like game to try this apparently (laughs) yeah and bender's like this time like we'll get you multiple toilets and some food cookers and maybe a puppy (laughs) yeah Uh, i like that they fry is happy to be reunited with his three skin flakes that he left in uh, bender's apartment (laughs) he's like so that's where those went i love that yeah and then i says something about do you think this plant is going to get enough light he's like oh there's a window in the closet and this is where we see the giant bedroom (laughs) that fry can have yeah, very nice apartment. Uh, great view, like huge windows. Mm-hmm. Huge windows, great light for that little uh, yeah. fruit tree, fruit salad tree. <laughs> yeah. What yeah. was your, do you have a, an iconically good or bad roommate? Like, did you ever live with Jeremy? I never lived with Jeremy. I have suggested it for years that he could yeah. come and live here. But no, I have never lived it with Jeremy. I have always, there's only like a two year period where I didn't have a roommate. I've always had at least one apart yeah. from that. So yeah. when I first got to university, they had paired me up with someone who definitely should not have been put on the floor that I was on where we had very different levels of party tolerance. Yeah, She fortunately went out all the time, but 
she would go partying like five nights a week. Wow did she did she request for like the the no alcohol floor or whatever it was like? So we had these three levels where you could get like the quiet floor, the medium floor, the party floor, and we both picked medium floor. Yeah. And so you weren't allowed to be super loud, and so I think she was like, "Oh, I'll go to my friend's place on the loud." building or whatever but then she would always forget her key and so she'd call me at 3 a.m and be like i can't get back in the apartment like, yeah. you let me in. so i'd always have to go downstairs and let her in and people were like why don't you just leave her there I was like, i'm just gonna leave her <laughs> oh my in the god lobby. <laughs> like in the cold yeah. of ottawa or wherever it was <laughs> well she was in the lobby but like yeah i mean it yeah. was technically in residence but still <laughs> yeah yeah i had a my my freshman year roommate who i remain very good friends with was is an opera singer or at least trained to be an opera singer and so i would have uh it feels like something that you would see in like futurama of him or of like one of these shows of him like doing his vocal warm-ups like (laughs) in the shower and very early in the morning and like could kind of be frustrating but at the same time it's like oh man how often like when when else am i gonna have like an opera singer awaken me <laughs> it's funny because i actually have a friend who also lives in brooklyn who used to live with an opera singer and one time i was staying there and i was like what is that noise what is that weird like caterwauling that i'm hearing and she was <laughs> like she was like that was like my roommate opera singer and i'm sure she's great it was just like she was in the shower and i couldn't understand what this weird noise was yeah uh, the that that demographic of like people living in brooklyn who have lived with someone who's an opera singer probably bigger than you expect <laughs> <laughs> we have a guy who lives near us who recently came over to see if there was a time of day that would be acceptable for him to practice his bagpipes and cam had to be like well i work from home so <laughs> wait what he wanted to come to your apartment to practice his bagpipes he lives like next door and was like is there a time oh, okay I I my see. home I I see. so he was like doing the, the courtesy of like when when yes. i back bagpipe okay exactly because there is not a time where they are quiet i can tell you that but we've <laughs> never heard him yet so i don't know if he's just yeah. like leaving or something but yeah interesting we'll have to start par- podcasting very loudly <laughs> <laughs> you imagine just like I'm trying to record and like (laughs) he could do our new theme music Uh, forget about the the stock music exactly yeah if anyone wants to volunteer to send us some music I'm happy to use (laughs) anyway yeah so that's my roommate I feel like we it was a quick one but these these go down real easy yeah yeah it was fun did you have any final thoughts about it not really no and I don't think we got any feedback on this either I was looking at the inbox recently and people haven't had a chance yet but I also have not used twitter at all (laughs) we got a lot so i tweeted out about like the new the new feed the new twitter uh thing and some people followed us on twitter which we're grateful for which is great but more people followed us on the simpsons which is like where i originally tweeted out from right but i don't know maybe because we like made that account more active it started pushing it out to all the simpsons accounts again who knows Mm, yeah good all right well we'll keep posting it over there for a little bit but we do encourage people to switch over yeah Yes. Okay. So next time we will be talking about season one, episode four, which is Love's Labors, Lost in Space. And that is our introduction Ooh. to the iconic Zap Brannigan. Very exciting. I remember, <laughs> yeah, iconic character. Very funny back when I was watching this in 2004 or whenever I was watching this. It'll be interesting to see how it holds up. Very Star Trek inspired, obviously. Are you a big Star Trek yeah. person? Have you, have you? I'm like enough of one to be conversational about it. Yeah, that's about <laughs> where I am, too. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, he's a little bit of Troy McClure energy as well. So we'll see. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, that, that's interesting. Or it, like almost Lionel Hutz, where he's like incompetent in the same way that yes. Lionel Hutz is. That's a good pull. Yes, agreed. Yeah. 
So yeah, so people can follow us at Pod of Tomorrow. Email us Pod of Tomorrow at gmail dot com. Yeah, that that all sounds great. What about you? Where can they follow you? Oh uh, yeah, <laughs> you can follow me. I'm uh, at Alex B Kuntz. I never tweet about anything, but if you want to follow me there and talk to me about this show there, happy to yeah, happy to talk to you guys there too. Lindsay, how is Bojack going? Going great. We just recorded season six, episode seven, which was like the midpoint finale of season six so we're in the home stretch nice. so spoiler free go check it out we're always looking for new people love it over there so at bojack horse pod check it out yeah all right so with that we will see you next time for love's labors lost in space cool talk to you later everyone <laughs>